welcome to Lions on the Mic. I'm your host, John Newton. In this series, I will interview Emerson College students and alumni who are thriving as broadcasters. I will ask these talented folks why they wanted to become broadcasters. We'll figure out what led them to Emerson College and understand why they decided to specialize in their particular fields. I want this podcast series to encourage the next wave of young students to chase their dreams and follow their passions. I was inspired to become a broadcaster thanks to sportscasters like Stuart Scott, Neil Everett, Tony Reale, Roger Bennett, David Jacoby, Mike Emmerich, and Brian Taylor, to name a few. Because of my experiences at Emerson College, I can put a bunch of titles on my resume, such as live sports play-by-play and color commentator, sports debate show host, talk show panelist, news anchor, esports play-by-play commentary, Twitch streamer, and podcast host. More importantly, a broadcaster is a storyteller. I fell in love with telling a true story in high school, thanks to my participation in the National Speech and Debate Association, formerly the National Forensics League. My favorite event was called Oral Interpretation, where the speaker would read a selection of prose and or poetry to the judges. My favorite piece that I read in competition was called The Four Horsemen. It was written by legendary sports journalist Grantland Rice. He beautifully summarized a college football game between Notre Dame and Army from October 1924. I ask you to close your eyes, if you are currently able, and visualize the pictures that Rice is pointing through his incredible diction. Here is how the Four Horsemen begins. Outlined against a blue-gray October sky, the Four Horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they are known as famine, pestilence, destruction, and death. But these are only aliases. Their real names are Stuldrayer, Miller, Crowley, and Layden. They formed the crest of the South Bend Cyclone before which another fighting Army football team was swept over the precipice at the polo grounds yesterday afternoon as 55,000 spectators peered down on the bewildering panorama spread on the green plain below. A cyclone can't be snared. It may be surrounded, but somewhere it breaks through to keep on going. When the cyclone starts from South Bend, where the candlelight still gleam through the Indiana sycamores, those in the way must take to storm cellars at top speed. Yesterday, the cyclone struck again as Notre Dame beat the Army 13-7 with a set of backfield stars that ripped and crashed through a strong Army defense with more speed and power than the warring cadets could meet. Notre Dame won its ninth game in 12 Army starts through the driving power of one of the greatest backfields that ever churned up the turf of any gridiron in any football age. Brilliant backfields may come and go, but in Stuldrayer, Miller, Crowley, and Layden, covered by a fast and charging line, Notre Dame can take its place in front of the field. Coach McEwen sent one of his finest teams into action, an aggressive organization that fought to the last play around the first rim of darkness, but when Rockney rushed his four horsemen to the track, they rolled down everything in sight. It was in vain that 1,400 gray-clad cadets pleaded for the army line to hold. The army line was giving all it had, but when a tank tears in with the speed of a motorcycle, what chance had flesh and blood to hold? The army had its share of stars as Gorbich, Forwick, Wilson, Wood, Ellinger, and many others, but they were up against four whirlwind backs who picked up at top speed from the first step as they swept through scant openings to slip on by the secondary defense. 
The Army had great backs in Wilson and Wood, but the Army had no such quartet, who seemed to carry the mixed blood of the tiger and the antelope. Rockney's light and tottering line was just about as tottering as the Rock of Gibraltar. It was something more than a match for Army's great set of forwards, who had earned their fame before. Yet it was not until the second period that the first big thrill of the afternoon set the great crowd into a cheering world that brought about the wild flutter of flags that are thrown to the wind in exciting moments. At the game start, Rockney sent in almost an entirely second-string cast. The Army got the jump and began to play most of the football. It was the Army attack that made three first downs before Notre Dame had caught its stride. The South Bend Cyclone opened like a zephyr. Rice proved how powerful words can be, and how strong language can allow readers to picture a game that happened thousands of miles away without the presence of television cameras. In 2018, the sports journalism industry has computer software which allows an artificial intelligence unit to use a box score to write an emotionless game recap. Despite modern technology, there is still a need for incredible storytellers in the world. Many of the best have come from Emerson College. The talented broadcasters that I talked to for this series will tell the stories of their careers and discuss what their goals are for the future. These brilliant orators will describe how they overcome adversities in their lives on their journey to the top of their respective professions. I guarantee you that their responses will be inspirational to aspiring broadcasters and people who may be afraid of chasing their dreams. These outstanding human beings will continue to show why the alumni of Emerson College are highly respected. I look forward to sharing their stories with you, and I hope that their wisdom will allow you to pursue the goals you've always wanted to achieve. Once again, I'm John Newton. Welcome to Lions on the Mic.